0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode, 3,303 for Wednesday, the 31st of March 2021. Today's show is entitled, Slackware on Raspberry Pi. It is hosted by Brian in Ohio, and is about 20 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, an alternative to Raspberry Pi As. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org.
1: radio Brian in Ohio here I'm out from under my rock and I thought I would throw in a, uh, a show I guess there's a call for shows so I'm doing one um, and what I wanted to talk about today was uh, how to put uh, another a different kind of operating system on your Raspberry Pi specifically putting slackware on a Raspberry Pi and the reason I'm doing the show is uh, I think there was a, there was an email ch- exchange back and forth about something about repos and Debian and Raspbian or something, and I mentioned just just put Slackware on your Pi and don't worry about it. And I, Ken Fallon responded, "How about doing a show on it?" So here I am. Uh, so Slackware uh, is, I believe, the oldest, just uh, dis- um, actively maintained distribution. For Linux, one of the oldest, probably the oldest, definitely, I think, the best. But that's a matter of preference. Um, And Slackware on ARM, which is uh, what the project is called, started uh, back in uh, 2002. This is drawing from the uh, um, arm.slackware.com. There's links in the show notes for all these sites I'm going to mention. Um, which is the official port of Slackware to the ARM architecture. And it started in 2002 by Stuart Winter, uh, a.k.a. Moses. And it became an official port of Slackware in 2009. And I'm not going to delve any more into the history because if you want to know more about it, you can go to the Slackware uh, YouTube. It used to be a podcast for a season, but now it's a video video podcast, whatever you call it um uh, uh, YouTube channel uh that Stuart Winter uh hosts along with uh another key person, um the the maintainer of the Slack uh Slackware on the Raspberry Pi, the Sharpie project specifically. They do a podcast together and actually the second season, the first the first season uh on video I think it was the first episode. really gives a good history of Slackware in general and Slackware on ARM, so I'm not going to try to uh, recreate that. If you're interested, go over there. Uh, so why do I put Slackware on my Raspberry Pis? It's it's. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. The first Raspberry Pi I ever got was a Raspberry Pi Zero. I think I bought it at a micro center, which is a, a real big box real realtor. realtor? No. Retailer, realtor, re- retailer here in in the United States of America, and uh, they were they were selling them for cheap, you know, less than five dollars, I think. And so I I picked up one and did what everybody does through uh, Rasbian or was it Raspbian then? Yeah, Rasbian um, on it, and uh, proceeded to look at the the d- tremendous thing known as Debian. Debian to me, um, and I'm not against Debian in actually, but I don't use it myself. I used it when I was an Ubuntu user, which is when it, where I got into Linux, was of course using Ubuntu, until they switched to the Unity desktop, but that's another story. Um, so then... Uh, There's just certain things, and some of them are completely like I said. I'll give an example. When you go do an ls on root in Slackware, all you see is directories to to a file system. So there's other, and of course there's things inside that. When you go to Debian or or Raspbian and you do an ls on root, there's like files scattered through there. It just it looks it's not pleasing to look at. Then of course there's the old system D thing. I think system D has its uses but not on a single device. As um, as an init system it's great if you're like having to spool up thousands of servers because of this perceived ability to run things in parallel. But if you're if you have your own machine, I think system D is is uh, un, not only unnecessary but just gets in the way. Um so anyway, I had been a Slackware user for years prior to uh, owning that first Raspberry Pi. and I u- So I didn't really re- use it because I didn't really like Debian and I didn't really have any projects for it. But then uh, when I heard about the Surfy project, that's when I realized, oh my goodness, I can put my favorite OS on to um, this new single board computer and that would be great. So that's what I did. So. Uh, Let's give you a couple. Let's say we've got some notes here. Um, one a good reason to choose Slackware over some of the others is you can do very, you can do minimum e- installs very easily. If you've never done a Slackware install on anything, uh, you ought to because you might learn something. And two, uh, in the process of installing it, there's a, a section where you can go through basically every package. And if you've listened to GNU World Order for the last three years, I think. Uh, claw 2 is slowly going through all those packages. But um, there's thousands of them. And uh, if uh, you can choose what you want to do. Now, a caveat is that Slackware is designed to be completely and fully installed. So if you put something in there, if, or if you take something out, and then you try to install something else, and it doesn't work because it's missing a dependency, that's on you. Don't, don't expect anybody to... Uh, to um, to help you out necessarily. But uh, there are certain uh, broad categories of packages that you can easily not install and not worry about it. Uh, a desktop environment, you can just, just there's two main desktop environments, KDE and XFCE. You can just choose not to have any of those packages installed. Uh, X, if you're not going to run a, sur- uh, a graphical environment at all, you're going to be headless then why you don't need X or any of the X applications. You can just not install any of those. And it's very easy to customize and do a minimum in- install that way. Uh, now, I know you can do a just, uh, I guess those names change, don't they? Uh, you can do a, a light install of Raspbian or whatever, or Raspberry Pi OS, or, but you really don't know what you're getting. On Slackware, you know exactly what you are getting or leaving out. So that's one good reason to do a Slackware install. A second reason is education. Uh, Slackware, um, although I think is very easy to install, it does require using your head. There is no, it's really not so much a um, click one or two buttons and everything magically is done for you. Uh, It is, it's a hands-on process. It takes some reading, some patience. And you'll learn something, I guarantee it. There's also just a wealth of information on the Slackware, uh, the doc.slackware.com, the Slackware Docking Project. Wealth of information about all kinds of different things. Just like it, It's not as detailed or as extensive as the ArchWiki, but pretty darn good. And the other reason is uh, it's stable and secure. Uh, Slackware 14.2... Has been around for five years now. It's great OS. Never had any problems with it. It's going to get security. I think they do security updates to like Slackware nine or ten or maybe eight. So you're going to get years of security updates. And for, you know, for a single board computer that you set up to run a Bash script and uh, pe- bang on some uh, of the GPIO pins, that's probably good enough. Uh, you don't need the latest and greatest as long as it works and it's secure. Okay, uh, that being said, who should avoid um, Slackware? Uh, if you're un- unwilling or unable to read and follow directions, don't use Slackware because there is everything spelled out for you and more. There's an unbelievable amount of information uh, in text form into Slackware, install. And I'm not just talking about man pages. There's just all kinds of hints, tips, tricks inside the OS uh, that install that's just amazing. It's, but if you're unwilling or unable to read and follow directions, don't, don't try Slackware. Um, if you think you're elite when you use apt instead of apt-get, forget it. Don't use Slackware. And if you think commands like DD are scary, you probably should avoid Slackware. But if you're not one of those people, the question becomes, how do you install Slackware on a Raspberry Pi? Well, first and foremost, uh, the, there is no official port of uh, Slackware Arm to the Raspberry Pi, but there is community-supported projects. And I, th- I can't, I'm not sure of this, don't quote me on this, but just listening to the podcast and listening to the videocast, it sounds like Stuart Winter doesn't, Particularly like the Raspberry Pi because some of the things that the foundation decided to do... Well, a big thing, I think, is it has a very non-standard way of booting compared to most ARM devices. Uh, it doesn't use u U-boot. It uses a GPU. There's some binary blobs and stuff. So I think he just he's not into it. He, he'd rather use something like a banana pie or an orange pie, which some of those are officially supported. Um, if you... Um, but that's just a guess. I'm not exactly sure. He basically says, don't ever give him a Raspberry Pi. He'll never use it or even desires to use it. And that's fine. Uh, there are, but there are ways to get, there is, there are ways of course, to get Slackware onto a Raspberry Pi and that's through, uh, the community. And there are essentially two ways that I've seen how to do it. And, uh, one is on the slackware documentation uh, the slackware documentation project site link in the show notes um, there is if you scroll through and you see community supported uh, um, I have it here let me click on it you go you go to the main site slackware documentation uh docs.slackware.com in, in the how to section just search for the arm uh how to get started and you, there's actually a link from the slackware.com arm port uh, against uh, link there um, To get here, but there's two install guides and if you scroll down uh, there's first off. There's a huge section on all kinds of stuff about arm and Linux on arm and getting things up and running like nginx and using the I squared C and and uh, wireless access points and all kinds of good stuff there in the middle and then uh and um in that group is a Slackware arm on raspberry pi uh 2 and there's a thing or on 3 2 but uh raspberry pi 3 but in that is a, a link and it talks about the manual install method uh on how to get a Raspberry Pi installed what they call manually. Um, and I would say, describe it as, you know, you're, cut, you're taking an SD card on your PC, you're, you're, you're setting up some partitions, you're, you're, um, you're downloading some firmware from the Raspberry Pi Foundation that's basically your boot partition, you c- get the permissions correct, you set up a second um, partition, and in that second partition, you install the mini root file system. And that with those things, with, a, with Linux kernel and firmware for system on chip and a root partition, you can get Slackware running on any ARM device. You put that into the Raspberry Pi, you do some uh, wget magic, and you download all of the current Slackware ARM or no, I shouldn't say current, the Slackware arm, whatever version, you use 14.2 or current, and then you uh, uh, do a, basically a, a uh, you use Slack package, which is the Slackware uh, package manager. Yes, there is one for Slackware, uh, and you use that to, install the new software, the rest of it, and upgrade it. And what you end up with at the end of that process is a Raspberry Pi that boots into Slackware, um, but still needs some tweaking. It's going to need some kernel help. It's going to need some stuff to get some of the um, accessories functioning. And all those hints and tips are in that how-to document. So it's a, it's, a, it's a process. It's a very manual process. It's, it's not a very standard Slackware process. And that because of that, that's where the next way to put um, Slackware on a Raspberry Pi comes in, and that's the Sarpy project. Uh, Sarpy project uh, was started by Phil. I don't know his last name. He's on the podcast, videocast, whatever you call it. Started in 2012 when he him and another guy heard about this thing called Raspberry Pi coming out. And although the SARP project isn't considered what they don't call it a manual project, it's there's, there's still some setup requirements, there's things to download, there's, there's things to set up for your SD cards. But I will say this: even if you never, ever, ever do put Slackware on a Raspberry Pi, everybody should go look at the, um, the Sarpy Project's website, which is sarpy.fatdog.eu, and that is how you do a video, uh, a tutorial on um, something as complex as setting up an OS. He has written a guide that's just tremendous, and it's useful in a lot of different ways for a lot of different things. Even if you've never put Slackware on a on a, on a Raspberry Pi or other ARM device, it it's just for regular Slackware installs. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, I just think that if you're gonna, that should be the gold standard of guides on the internet. It's a great great project. Can't say enough about it. Um, once you Uh, there's a point there where you've downloaded all the stuff in the SARP project guide and you end up with a, basically a standard Slackware install. You boot into a a minimal system, you hit the setup, you're you're, um, faced with some end curses menus that help you get through uh, partitioning, setting up, I'm sorry, setting up your partitions, picking out what packages to install, uh, setting some of your doing some of the initial uh, configuration stuff, and then you end up uh, finishing. It, it, it adds all the packages, takes, t- takes about an hour to do a full install, and then you're done. You have a Slackware on your Pi. After your install, so if you decide to do this after you get done with an install, uh, you have a complete development environment on that Pi there's no need ever to a lot of tutorials anything you do on on raspberry pi it, they all start out the same way first thing you do is apt upgrade then apt uh up, apt dist upgrade or whatever you, and then you and then you have to install 10,000 packages to to be able to compile something or to do something in python it's all the same on a Raspberry Pi, all that stuff is very, pretty much all included. If not, you can actually go to slackbuilds.org, where um, the unofficial official package packages for Slackware are stored, and those are all just um, um, bash scripts, mostly bash scripts to compile software on your device and, to be able to install it. Uh, it's basically it, so it's um, and. So, you just grab slack bills and you try building stuff. Some of it's going to work. Some of it's not going to work. I've had pretty good luck though. Uh, be prepared after you you do any kind of install to you know get your search foo up because um, I tell you some of the some of the help and I use air quotes their help uh, about doing stuff on the Raspberry Pi is terrible. so and 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 a lot of the stuff is not really gonna apply. To a Slackware system because you're not going to do system ctl service restart for any of this stuff. You're going to do other things, and that's just the way life is. But it's you will learn stuff, and you'll you'll be more confident and more sure of yourself around any Linux system, and you'll be able to discern what a good OS is and what a bad OS is. And um, so that is how you get uh, Slackware on to a Raspberry Pi. Uh, two, two systems, both well documented, one, one awesomely documented and one pretty good at documentation. Um, expect to learn something and uh, just have fun. Try it out one time. It's, if, you're, if you've never done Linux from scratch, try, just do a Slackware. You know, that's, a, that's another metal you can get in your Linux um, armor? No. Shield? Whatever. So anyway, uh, if you have any questions or com- questions, you can email me if you comments. Go ahead and leave a comment or make a show. Tell us about some alternative operating system you've put on your Raspberry Pi because, because there are better things than Raspbian or Raspberry Pi OS out there. There, there definitely are. So this is uh, Brian in Ohio signing off. Thanks for listening, and I just want to remind everybody that the only mistakes you can't learn from are your own fatal mistakes. Goodbye.
0: You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday.